Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. All right, Fox 32's Corey McFerrin is calling it a broadcasting career tonight. Corey was born and raised in Chicago's south suburbs, where he dreamed one day becoming a sportscaster in his hometown. He started his broadcasting career in Davenport, Iowa in 1977. you mind if I tell people that? <laughs> no, it's all accurate so far, David. Okay, okay yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, just after he graduated at Butler University, he worked at a, as a sports broadcaster in Quincy, Illinois, New Orleans, Atlanta. Before his return to Chicago, he served as a primary sportscaster at WABC-TV in New York. I didn't even know you did the wide world of sports. That's kind of cool. Well, yeah, periodic episodes. Yeah, yeah for cool. sure. It was that's a blast. Cool. And in 91, he came home to Chicago where he assumed sports anchor duties at WBBM-TV. From Johnny Morris, which I also didn't know, and in 95, he moved to Fox 32, and that's where he's been, and his final newscast is tonight at 9. And to celebrate five decades in broadcasting, in studio is Corey McFerrin. Corey, how are you? David, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Big it's, it's a kick, and to see this studio and to be... On the uh, airwaves on WGN again, it's uh, it's yeah. a hoot. Thanks. That's yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. 46 years. Congratulations. It's, it, uh, do you feel it's time? Do you, do you want it to be time? Or you, uh, how long have you been thinking about it? Oh, I've been thinking about it for a while. Oh, have you? I, okay. Yeah, 46 years when you reflect on it, it, uh, it does kind of hit you over the head. It sounds like a – but, you know, people tell you – it doesn't seem that long ago I was scrambling for that first job, and here I am, you know, scrambling to get out of my last job, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, it's time, and, and um, the main impetus, frankly, is um, is I'm in love with a woman who I'm married to, and I don't see her enough. Oh, that's cool, and that's yeah. really and truly the. I mean, that's the final, oh, man, the final factor, and yeah. and so she works. Tracy works early in the morning. She works at CBS two as a producer and special projects and all kinds of things. But she works early in the morning. I work the late shift, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So during the week, we basically don't see each other at all. It might be the perfect marriage, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> this, you might have a secret so, here. So you, you might know, be screwing this up. I, by the way, I don't know. But anyway, so weekend to weekend. Anyway. It's at some point, you know. How long do you do that? And yeah. it was just like, okay, it's just enough. So that's 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 the main reason behind it, really. It's not like I'm, I've lacked energy or focus no. or an ability no. to maybe do the job. Or maybe some would disagree, but anyway, it's it felt like it was time, and it it all feels pretty good. You know, when I look back at your career when you started here in Chicago at CBS Two, mm. it was replacing Johnny Morris. Like right. I didn't know he was still working back in, in the early '90s doing yeah, he that. Sure but was. another legendary guy. Well, I came in from New York, and uh, and that was a story in itself because I was at WABC as the sports guy and having a great time, great place to be, and a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. I mean, I got there at age 29. It was like crazy. Wow. And so I'm working there, and an opportunity comes up to come home. And I was doing various, besides WABC, I was doing hits for Wide World and the College Football Scoreboard yeah, Show yeah, and doing play-by-play yeah. -play and everything else, and it was just a great, a great setup. But I couldn't resist the idea of coming home. Yeah, of course. And uh, my wife and I had just, uh, we just had our, our baby boy, Jack, was just born, and the idea of coming home and grandparents and everything like that, it was just too much to resist. In fact, what, what pops in my mind right now is the phone call I made to my parents to tell them I was coming home. I bet. And you wow. talk about emotion. Yeah. You talk about uh, yeah. crazy. I'll never forget it. It was uh, one of the coolest moments like ever. That's awesome. That's so. awesome, man. You know, I know your passion for broadcasting. You're, you're teaching at Butler, um, which is where you graduated. And 
what was the catalyst though for you to get into broadcasting like you know was it somebody that you that you admired on television or on radio like what made you want to get into broadcasting to begin with well, you know, David, I know we've talked over the years, and I think we have some similarities in this, where, where as a kid, you know, growing up in the 60s, you know, TV, everybody watched TV. Yes, it's right. like everybody's on their phone. Yeah. In those days, everybody was glued to the TV. My son's in studio. Is he on his phone? No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. That's amazing. He's, he's listening in, though. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, like everybody else, I watched a lot of TV, and I happened to gravitate to the news. And... I watched with my mom and dad, my family, and and I read all the newspapers. Back yeah. then, there were four when yeah, I right. was a little kid. I'd read them all. I just I was a news consumer. I was crazy for it. And there was something intoxicating about watching whether it was Alex Dreyer or P.J. Hoff or Fahey yeah. Flynn yeah. or a young Bill Curtis and a Walter Jacobson, who we just saw a few minutes <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah. And Brent Musburger oh, and yeah. a young Johnny Morris, and yeah. I looked up to all those people and just thought, Musburger probably as much as anybody as, a, as an aspiring sports guy. I thought his style, his enthusiasm, his he was always in the action. I, th- I thought, that's what I want to be. And, and so I got that sort of in my blood early, and it just kind of kept going. Well, and the earlier days, let's think of them when you got here, 91. So you, you got through the Bulls championships, Hawks Stanley Cups, uh, Cubs and Sox World Series, uh, at least one Super Bowl appearance for okay. the Bears. But yes. but I mean, literally, the, the the moment you started, it was just this traje- trajectory through an amazing sports um, time in Chicago history. I feel so lucky to have been a part of it. I mean, you know, that's and that's the predominant feeling I have as I step away is just what an honor and privilege it's been for me to, to be a part of this thing for 32 years altogether in Chicago and 46 total. But to be a part of the, you know, the while the Bulls run was going on, I think we appreciated the idea that this was really special. Um, and we at the time, I think I think we all realized this probably wasn't going to happen again quite like this. <laughs> yeah, right. And and so in we got the, spoiled. We got yeah, spoiled. Yeah, so bit. spoiled. Yeah. But yeah. it was just the idea now. And I, at the time, maybe I didn't think that much about. it. I was looking at a clip the other day where they uh, there was the night uh, they opened up the Michael Jordan's restaurant on La Salle, the first mm-hmm. one before he did the West Loop one. Right. And I was I don't remember this having done it at all until I saw it. Uh, he's opening the restaurant that night. I'm live. Lester and Linda, Lester Holt, Linda yeah. McLennan mm-hmm. introduced me. I'm there live. I'm walking around and yeah. showing people the restaurant. And I go up to the bar. What's your experience, sir? What do you think? And the guy says, well, it's pretty nice, except the company here is a little questionable. And, I, and this is all set up because <laughs> the next guy at the bar, you see his back and it's Michael. And he's at the bar, wow. and we do a quick Q&A with wow. him, and, and he played along with us. Which, looking back, I'm thinking, I can't believe he actually did that for us, but he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but to be a part of that whole thing uh, was crazy. I mean, I missed the first one, but I, I got uh, two through six. I was, all, I was a part of it. And then I think, looking back on it, I, th- I think most people, if they know me at all, it's probably in connection with the Bears. Yeah, okay, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. The, the pregame, pre-game post-game yep, shows, yep. the Sunday night final word yep. show, and all the funny uh, nonsense we did with Tom Waddle over the years that was just a blast. Probably the best, uh, if there's somebody that just st- jumps out, I mean, there's there was nobody easier or more fun to, to work alongside than, than Tom over let's, the years. Let's talk about the Bears. Are you excited about the season? You know what? I, I think there's hope. I yeah? know for the first okay. time. Okay, you good. Know, and I obviously... Uh, it's been rough. A lot of it, yeah, it has been. <laughs> a lot of it, it you know, a, a big chunk of it depends on 
on the QB, and is he really going to take that step that he needs to take? And uh, looks like he's got a quality receiver now. Looks like the connection is strong. Where does it go from here? I mean, the preseason, we all we all make these conclusions <laughs> in preseason. True. It's just true. insane because yeah. it means yeah. absolutely nothing yeah. what we can see and ascertain now and how it actually plays out are two different things. It's true. It's true. Um, then you saw the Sox and the Cubs, uh, mm. you know, World Series, uh, Stanley Cups, and you right. were already doing news by then. But how? I mean, every step of the way, you like you did, you covered it all. Yeah, I mean, just the idea of just being a part of it and having a chance to to see it. I, you know, two thousand five. I mean, I, a lot of people may know this, but I'm a you know born and bred South Side guy. So I'm a Sox guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you cut me open, I've got a lot of Sox <laughs> Sox uh, blood in me, but. 2005 was just uh, crazy, and the way they just, you know, ripped it during the World Series run, when 11 and you know, 11 and one, yeah. and did it was crazy. And and the one lasting memory, a lot of memories, right? But the one thing that just jumps off the page, and I've seen this the last couple of days when I look at some of these people on Facebook and Twitter having these nice things to say to me, and, and thanks a ton for that, guys. <laughs> By the way, I've come to tears a few times looking at them, but a Four or five people so far reminded me of what happened the night the White Sox beat the Angels to clinch the American League Championship Series and advance to play in the World Series against the Astros. And four or five people talked about a moment that night on the field, you know, amidst all the craziness and celebration and champagne flowing and everything else. And we were reflecting on what a big deal it was, not just for the team, obviously, and the players, the organization, all the people involved, but for the fans that have waited so long to get back to the World Series. And I reflected very briefly about my father, my 84-year-old dad, who had uh, was born in 1921, but had never seen the White Sox right. in the World Series. Right. I mean, to win a World Series. So I'm in the World yeah. Series in 59, yeah. but not win one. I mentioned something about it, and as I talked about it, for 20 seconds, I got choked Emotional. up. Yeah. I got so much response for that, probably because the audience was huge. The, the game was on Fox, so the audience bled right into our post-game coverage. But I've never done anything in 46 years got more of a reaction than me choking up for 15 seconds, 20 seconds, talking about the White Sox and my dad. Yeah, that's because it's the true you coming out and, and, and showing your feelings you know, on live television. And that's a good thing. Well, I guess. I was embarrassed about it for a minute, but uh, it... It was pretty cool, I you guess. Know, there was a time when Skilling was covering a story, and he just got really emotional with the people that were outside. It was an eclipse, I think, and he just lost it, you know? And that's just people, you know, it, it makes a great connection when they're watching you every single day to know that you're, you know, true human being, you know? Well, I, there have been a few times, but uh, that one jumps off the page, and I'll, I'll never forget it for sure. You jumped to news in 2010, and, you know, in a lot of markets, you know, they could say, you know, the sports guy's going to do news. This was so natural for you to make that transition into news, and it was Good Day Chicago. Well, th- thanks for saying that. I I remember the conversation. It, it had, I had a couple of conversations with management about it, and at first I was reluctant. And then a conversation came up where it was basically along the lines of this. You know, uh, Corey, uh, we, we like him. We want to we want to keep you around, and you can stay and do sports as long as you'd like. Um, but if you do this job in the morning, you can keep your current salary. And uh, so I thought, ooh, that doesn't sound good. So it was like, okay, when do I start? Yeah. So yeah. so that's the next answer, right? Um, 
and I'm being a little what an offer. Uh, I, I'm being a, a, a little uh, flippant with that, but but that was actually part of it. But I had thought about it for a while, and and I thought the perfect landing spot for me from a sports job was that morning show, because it's not just anchoring the news and reading off the teleprompter and reacting, responding to the day's events. It's it's doing other things like. Yeah. Uh, Interviews with with entertainment folks, mm-hmm. uh, cooking segments, business segments, um, all sorts of uh, human interest pieces right. and things of that nature, and the kinds of things that I th- I thought I could I could probably do, and the and the hurdle to to get there wouldn't be such that it would be a, a long transition, and I. I frankly loved it. The only thing I didn't like about the mornings were, uh, like anybody else would say, we are in the mornings. Yeah, it's getting up. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And so you don't even know you're a zombie the whole time. Yeah. And you just kind of get through it. But I, I loved it. It was a great experience working with Anna Devontis and then Darlene Hill and the whole team. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good transition. And I, I really, uh, I got a kick out of doing it. It was, it was a real, there's a camaraderie in the morning us against the world because everybody's up together the the management folks aren't there for until late in the show yeah. you're kind of doing your own thing yeah and there is a very special esprit de corps there that is uh, unlike anything I've, I've experienced i fill in for bob once in a while it is not easy to get up in the morning but ask bob if he loves getting up at 4 a.m he'll be very honest with you <laughs> no one does no, <laughs> no one. one does no one does and if anyone says Oh, I'm, I got used to it. You don't get used to it. No, Come on, man. you don't. No. You can tell yourself you That's do, but true. you don't. That's true. Yeah. 2017 in the big chair, where, where you've been ever since. I mean, you know, you're just such a big part of Chicago's landscape, broadcasting landscape. What a great journey for you. Well, it has been a great journey. And and rolling into the, the nighttime role was uh, an honor and a, and a privilege and not something, I mean, frankly, not something I ever dreamed about. I dreamed about being a sports guy as a kid, and I did it. I mean, somehow or another, you know, as a kid dreaming about it, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't figure it would actually ever happen because if, I remember actually one, one quick story. I remember looking for my first job right out of Butler, and my dad, who was always the biggest supporter, my mom and dad didn't know anybody. We didn't know anybody in the business, anybody in media, anybody in journalism. And, and when I told them I wanted to do, I mean, they knew for many years what I wanted to do, but the idea was really doing it. They were supportive and thrilled and excited. They didn't try to talk me out of it. And and one day I remember looking for my first job and I couldn't get one. I was the last guy in my class from Butler to get a job, by the way. Um, and it wasn't until September yeah. and, uh, after graduating in May. And my dad says, okay, so once you get this first job, he was trying to be you know, positive. Once you get this first job, how long is it going to take to get back to Chicago? Aww. <laughs> and I said, That's dad, why that phone call was so important. I said, Dad, come on. You know, I said, if I'm in Kalamazoo or Evansville or yeah. Des Moines in five years, yeah. I'll feel pretty yeah, good. Yeah, right? You know, that <laughs> kind right. of thing. That's but right. anyway, the, the TV side, I mean, uh, Dawn Hasbrook, I'd worked with Dawn in the mornings, uh, prior to her being elevated to the evening. So that was a nice transition. She's been wonderful to work with. Great people. Management's been kind to me. And 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 the response I've gotten from the community has, has always been uh, fantastic. It's I just have to say, it's, it's just an... I mean, I know it sounds trite, but when I say it's been an honor and a privilege, I really mean that. I mean, I love this city. Corey McFerrin, Fox 32, retiring after tonight's newscast, and there's more with him next on 720 WGN. Day player with Corey McFerrin from Fox 32 signing off tonight after 46 years in broadcasting. So what's next? I know you're teaching at Butler, so that's and that's a passion. And we're having side conversations about some other things, but um, yeah. like, what's next for you? Boy, I, I uh, I've been asked that question about 70 times yeah. in the last few weeks as the word got out. But um, 
a couple things. Number one, I alluded to it earlier, is catching up with my wife and having yeah. time, quality time with yeah. her during the week. And that's that's job one. I can't wait for that because I don't know what it's like. Right. Um, and number two, I mean, we all have ideas about travel and doing the things that retired people like to do. And I'm, I'm no different. Uh, but the other thing is I'm going to get more involved with Butler. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're talking and it says nothing uh, official just yet. There will be soon. But I want to get involved in in a way with uh, in a bigger way with the College of Communication to help them in any way I can help their students uh, in 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 you know, fulfill their dreams, right? Yeah, you know, right, yeah. and, and also help in terms of of Butler positioning uh, both uh, College of Communication media oriented students and business students with corporate folks in Chicago and help kind of I don't know create a pathway and. Uh, a tradition of Butler kids coming up here and being successful, and I want to do whatever I can to help make that happen. Love that. Love that. Most fun uh, part of your job? Most fun part of my job? <laughs> you know what? Um, lately, I mean, I, every job has been different, but lately, uh, the, the nighttime gig, I mean, it's I, – I like, I like just doing the thing on TV, yeah. you know? It's um, the rapport we have with our group, with uh, Lou Canellis, and we always have fun. And the other night I was on and, and it said something about, you know, doing the sports and everything else and, and m- making the transition to news. And he interjects, and I'm glad you made the transition to news <laughs> because nice. it opened up a spot for him, obviously. But we, and with Dawn and with Emily, our, our weather, our, our meteorologist who is so talented, it's, there's, a, there's a great rapport there. And then the behind-the-scenes folks from uh, Jim Selly to Remis, Remis, Marissa Rubino and, and Matt Piacenti, our news director, and Lisa yeah. Vusco is his news director. It's a great – I mean, I – I love the people at Fox. They've been so kind to me, and it's just a great group of people to work with. And I'll miss them, I think, you know, because they're it's just a fun group to be around. And it kind of keeps you young because, obviously, I'm the oldest guy in the room, you know. and, and You so, don't look it, but well, okay. <laughs> you're nice. But so, so it kind of it, it clues you into things. It you, you open, opens your eyes to different opinions, different angles on, on, on the news and what people think. And it, it keeps you invigorated. And, and I – I'll miss that, and that's fun. Congratulations, my yeah. friend. David, thank you. It's, for, it's been an honor to be on here, and, and you're a good man. Thanks for having me. We will have a drink in Kevin's backyard. <laughs> that's a deal. 